How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Need for it, here for uh, kind of like it. On the right wing side, here is Defoli. Shoots, he scores! Battling through it, finally. No sense bitching, right? This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Okay, so we've spent like a good couple of months being like, man, the Kings have no problems, and it's weird, we don't have a lot to talk about, and now they finally have problems. (laughs) I don't really like it. (laughs) Yeah, it's still still not as bad as I thought it would be, but uh, after the, like, we've been very excited, because like, if the Kings have lost a game, it's been fine, because they've won a majority of them, but in the last five games, they've gone one, three, and one, so really not their finest stretch of games. Yeah, and as we noted on a previous podcast, like, it's not like they're playing teams that are really great. They lost to the Buffalo Sabres, they lost to the Ottawa Senators, teams that have they're just not very strong. I mean, they lost tonight against the San Jose Sharks, who aren't, who don't really fall in that boat. I feel like the Sharks have gotten unlucky a lot more than they've been bad this particular season. But um, still, in this game that they just had before heading into this winter break, they were up 3-1 at one point. So it's still, like, ridiculous that they lost. They got shut out by the Montreal, uh, not Montreal, they got shut out by the Toronto Maple Leafs, 5-0. to zero. So... Not the best time for the Los Angeles Kings. However, um, it still remains that they are at the top of the Pacific Division. That gap has closed a little bit. Their record is 20-11-2. They have 42 points, and they are six points ahead of second place, which are the San Jose Sharks. So it's not dire, but it does make you wonder, like, please don't head into underachieving December January tor- territory. We were avoiding it and it has been so good so far. It's they they held off for most of December. So if they kind of slowly ease into it, I guess it's okay. Um it's not. But I mean, I guess it's not too worrying. They have they worked hard for the previous bits of the season to give themselves that buffer. So I guess this downturn isn't too bad. Yeah, as long as it doesn't last. And overall like on that road trip they went Three, two, and one, which isn't terrible. Um, obviously, isn't great. Like it would have been nice if they had won that game against Toronto, but they had some bad luck, and the third line wasn't playing really well. And Jonathan Bernier finally found his game a little bit more in that, and, and played really well to post the shutout. It's not. I mean, it's unfortunate. Like, because also the game that they actually won, Jonathan Quick played really well, and they played terrible against the Senators for some reason, or I'm sorry, against Montreal for some reason. I feel like it, it. None of it. It's not like the trend that's been happening has been consistent. Like it's always this problem. Like the last couple games, they had really weird third periods. They were mostly in the game against the Leafs until the third period. Uh, tonight they had. They were outstanding in the first period, and they were not as great in the second period, but still had more shot attempts. Even though they had fewer shots on goal in that second period, and then they lost in the third period. Um, so I think their problems kind of shift around a little bit as far as like what the actual issue has been. So maybe they can get out of it. It's not like oh fuck, this one thing is messed up, and now they're just gonna skid forever. Yeah, it's been a like something in like different aspects of it like but in their last three games that they've lost they've allowed five goals um in each of those games so san jose toronto and ottawa so that's a little 
uh, not too worrying, but slightly because they've been so good at shutting down um, other teams in terms of shots or goals or anything like that. So hopefully that's not going to be a continuing trend. True. But even in that, if if we wanted to pick it apart, it's like in the game against the Sharks tonight, one of the goals was an empty net or two of them were on the power play, which is disappointing right. that the penalty kill really failed them. In the Toronto game, special teams wasn't the issue, but on a couple of those goals they had, they were weirdly fluky. Like Drew Doughty's stick broke on a play right before yeah. one of the goals, like a rush goal. And then another one was like the puck hit the boards and bounced off pretty much at the perfect place where someone to get the, <laughs> the, the puck and put it in the net. So, yeah, it's it's just kind of weird and strange and unfortunate. But again, you know, at the end of the day, it's like winning one of your last five games is bad, especially considering those opponents. So they got to figure it out because they head right back out on the road. Yep. that it's, It was kind of weird just them coming back. I mean, I guess they're coming home for the break, so it makes sense for them to play just like one home game, but then just right back right. Um, out to it. Although not too far, so they play the Coyotes. Um, this coming Saturday, mm-hmm. and then onwards to the rest of the the Pacific Division. That's the thing. I feel like if, if they manage to win against, I mean, they've obviously lost the opportunity against the Sharks here, but if they manage to win against the rest of the Pacific Division opponents that they have to face to, to close out this year and this month, uh, I will be happy. Just don't lose a bunch of points to people that are in your division, please. <laughs> Looking at the... Uh, like the lineup that's coming up next it should be like it should make us happy because they're the teams aren't great they haven't been doing the best um except maybe the flames johnny goudreau yeah hat trick tonight johnny so. goudreau's on fire um he's doing all <laughs> he right he is <laughs> um, it's amazing <laughs> yeah um third like third hat trick of his career i'm like wait how old are you um anyway but he the the lineup that is coming up looks like it shouldn't be daunting, but it's mm-hmm. making me nervous. Yes, yeah. I'm I'm all worried. <laughs> you know, it's it's just it's just like against these against these particular teams that the Kings always seem to have some sort of like roadblock into being able to beat them. So it it concerns me. And like Shane Doan tonight, um, all of the Pacific Division teams play tonight. Um, so today Shane Doan against uh, in a game against Toronto scored two goals in like rapid succession and almost scored another so you know there's a couple players on each team that are kind Mm -hmm. of having hot streaks yeah and the kings have already played the coyotes twice and haven't managed to pull out a win so i guess they go into that matchup sort of the underdogs i mean not really i think it's kind of weird that they lost have lost two games to the coyotes already but they get looking for their first win against them um the canucks not that great but like you said, the Kings always um, seem to find a way to manage to make it more difficult than it needs to be. <laughs> Hopefully they don't do that. Like at this point, it's sort of like the Kings should win all of these games, but just don't shoot yourselves in the foot by doing something like having more bad third periods. Yeah, that's the thing. They should win. And every game that I think they should win, I end up being nervous throughout the entire thing. They always end up getting like overly aggressive and penalty happy during games against the Canucks. Uh, they somehow play down to the Oilers, and it's always, like, a close call. Like, I bet you that one will go into overtime <laughs> or something like that. And uh, with the Flames, uh, there always seems to be some sort of, like, falling down, like, early and then – or, no, uh, going up early and then, like, you know, falling apart kind of mm-hmm. like they did today. Um, so, yeah, that – it concerns me just a little bit because it's been continual trends during the last, like, couple of seasons – um, so it's not just like, you know, in a vacuum. It's been 
something that's happened for for a little bit. The good news is that even if they just win one of the next four games, they will still finish with a winning record or above 500, I should say, for the month. I will take it as long as like the trend of dropping games doesn't continue into January, which is my real concern, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Please don't do that. And they've, for all those times that we were happy before about them getting more points and being so far ahead of second place, they have that buffer. So yeah, cut them a little slack for, you know, going on a downhill um, turn at the end of December. But yeah, hopefully this is the end of it. So in the last couple of games, Daryl Sutter has shifted the lines, the the top six, so to speak, um, and has reunited the original, that 70s line. And he is also trying, again, uh, Milan Lucic up top with Kopitar and Gabrik. The, the weird thing is that Kopitar, that top line with Lucic, Kopitar, and Gabrik has not been bad. But they had, they were on the ice for four of the five goals against in the Toronto game. They just had, like, crazy terrible luck in that game, even though, like, the, the Possession numbers were looking good and whatnot. They were on the ice for that. Tonight, um, they were on the ice for one goal against, I think, together. And then Kopitar was on for a couple more, one or two more, because of the power play goals against. So it's it looks unfortunate, but it actually may not be terrible to have the three of them together again. Um, and, of course, like you know, Tyler Toffoli scores two goals tonight, having Tanner Pearson back on his line. So it's kind of like... Part of me is like, I don't really know why you changed the lineup like this, but also some <laughs> things about it are positive. What do you think? Um, yeah, some things are positive. That uh, first goal that Tyler Toffoli scored. Yeah. Wait, am I thinking of the first one or the second one? The one that was with Tanner Pearson. Which one was that one? Second one. If you're talking about the one with the crazy like pass that Tanner Pearson had, yeah. I think it was the second one. The second one? Okay. Um, yeah, so with the second goal with Tanner Pearson and Tyler Toffoli, it was nice to see that again. So I'm definitely not sneezing at having that 70s line reunited because it, when they're all on the ice together, it gets really electric. Like, I know that the the Carter, Toffoli, Lucic line was successful. Like, obviously, they scored a shit ton of goals, but there's just, like, something about that old, that 70s line that makes things really exciting in terms of just even shot attempts or trying to set up a play or that beautiful goal from Toffoli. Well, I think part of it for me is how excited they get when something goes right. Like I like the energy <laughs> that you get from Tanner Pearson and Tyler Toffoli when they do something together is so exhilarating and they they're super into it. Like that goal was like, you know, they both end up around the puck with a uh, Sharks player there. Tyler Toffoli pokes it away to Tanner Pearson. Tanner picks and Tanner Pearson makes it awesome awesome pass back to Toffoli when they had that two-on-one opportunity and then Tyler buries it it's like they just they have a chemistry and when they're on they're they're so exciting and they they seem so jazzed and then when they score they're like all about these intense big hugs (laughs) I think part of it is just like how much energy they put into it yeah that's true like even goals that don't get it go in it's like this elaborate setup and they're like super I don't know, amped on it. And then when they score, yeah, it just, it all looks great too. It's a lot more fun. It's a lot more exciting. Not to say that, I mean, we always complain about the Kings not putting someone in front of the goal to get like those nitty gritty goals. And sometimes that happens with like Lucic and stuff like that. But, you know, a really pretty like passing goal like that one is um, always, it's always nice to see. It's always better. Yeah. Yeah. And and like you said, like not to slight 
Lucic in that way because that line with him, when he was on that line with him and with uh, Toffoli and Carter, they were also making really good things happen, had some really great moments. Uh, but yeah, I think there's sort of like an exuberance that happens with Tanner Pearson and Tyler Toffoli that just <laughs> doesn't really happen the same way with other players on the Kings roster, which is fine, but it also just makes it like feel really great to see the two of them just be like giddy about stuff. <laughs> and while those lines are the ones that have like gotten back together, uh, tonight a line that really shined was the Dustin Brown, uh, Trevor Lewis, Nick Shore line, which is uh, a sentence that I thought I would never say. <laughs> Um, I would never think, oh, yeah, that line with, you know, um, an underperforming Dustin Brown, Trevor Lewis, and brand new person Nick Shore is someone that's been, like, how many shots did Trevor Lewis have today? He had, I don't know exactly, but he had a bunch. Also, Nick Shore, even late, had a couple of really good chances that just didn't go in. That's, like, the thing about that line, actually, is they can generate stuff that could be really great, but none of them so far, I say so far, at least for Nick Shore, because he's young, but uh, they, they just don't have the scoring touch for the most part. It's <laughs> just add them with Clifford. Um yeah. Since he's gone, I guess someone had to take over, (laughs) like, attempting to do these beautiful things. And you're like, oh, wait, I have stones for hands, so I can't actually pull this off. But the most important goal of the night, Trevor Lewis. Trevor Lewis. (laughs) Scored a a goal that actually had a goaltender in front of him. Um, Yeah, for the first time, he gets a goal. A, he's back in the lineup because he was injured, but he's back. And he gets a goal. And it's like a crazy deflection goal. So it's like a goal that sort of makes him look cool. (laughs) And there's a goaltender (laughs) in that. What a great day for Trevor Lewis, personally. And that goaltender was ex-teammate Martin Jones. Yeah. So he really came back with a vengeance. I'm very proud of him. Yeah, sorry, Martin Jones. I mean, I also, that was part of why I loved the two goals from Tyler Toffoli. I wish he had gotten a hat trick because him getting a hat trick against Martin Jones would have been so delicious. I would not have cared about any outcome of this <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> like, I don't even care if the Sharks suddenly scored, like, five more goals. <laughs> um, the fact that Tyler Foley would have scored a hat-trick against Martin Jones would have been um, the greatest, like, pleasure. It would like, have, forget winning. Yeah, it would sustain that. me through the holidays. I would just feast yeah. on it. There would be leftovers this time. You know, a week from now this time, I'd be like... It's still great and tastes good, and I love the way it feels. But unfortunately, we were denied that happiness. Oh, so close. <laughs> I think it's kind of worse that it was so close. Yes. Yeah. Or that there was so much time for it to have happened. Like, if he'd gotten his second goal, like, later in the third period or something, I'd be like, eh, well, he doesn't really have that much time. But he had so much time yeah. to potentially get that third goal, and it didn't happen, and I was very upset about it. I mean, on the bright side, it is cool that Tyler Toffoli is scoring goals again, because he had gone a little bit yeah. quiet. Um, so to get two in a game, great drop. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm bummed that the Kings have allowed 10 goals in two games. I'm bummed that they have lost so many games very recently. But, you know, there still have been moments that have been exciting. Maybe with the ex- exception of that Leafs game, because even though they had some great looks in that game, nothing went in. Uh, but in, in the other ones, even in the losses, it's like they've done some fun stuff. So, okay. It's weird because currently there's a lot of, like, individual things about the Kings. So, like, Tyler Toffoli is getting his touch back, rearranging lines that are actually working pretty well. Um, that crazy line with Dustin Brown, Trevor Lewis, and Nick Shore. And so those individual parts are working fine, like, in a vacuum. But 
like put together it just doesn't seem to be meshing for the like kings as a team yeah for them to actually win games which is strange because they've won a bunch before and there wasn't really any one thing that stood out too much as like this is the driving force that's um you know making the kings win but now that these other like little bits you can see like improvement with them it like kind of made the kings fall apart a little which is strange yeah it everything feels disjointed which i guess is like not i mean it's still familiar with what we think of like through the winter time it just seems like they are out of sync with each other strangely even though some people are doing really well or people are doing really things really well at different times um because like even with the losses it's like they had two different goaltenders in net it was Jonas Enroth and then it was Jonathan Quick and like both just couldn't stop things one area that has been really poor for I think it was mentioned on the broadcast that they've scored one power play goal in their last seven games and that could have been they had three opportunities tonight it could have been huge for them to have scored even just one because that means the Sharks maybe don't go up for three it just is tied for four maybe the Kings go to overtime um and if they had managed to score on two of them then they're then they're ahead like so special teams in that way has let them down um, with allowing the goals on the PK tonight and not scoring on the power play, that is probably the area where it's like, all right, everybody get it together, <laughs> please. Yeah, that's true. But at least um, in years past, when they've been on the power play, it's just looked awful. But at least this time, they had a lot of qual- like quality scoring chances, didn't true. really go their way. You know, they, they set something up, but, you know, there was a weird deflection or like just missed or, you know, someone caught a piece of it. So it wasn't bad by any means just not it wasn't clicking so at least they're able to set things up instead of like never being able to like get a shot off so that's at least an improvement um hopefully their kind of luck turns around for that but at least it's not it's not as uh dire as it's been in the past with yeah. their power play and hopefully yeah hopefully start going in and that's the thing. Like, if if it if the Kings keep losing, I think it just, as usual, comes back down to luck for the most part. Not that every game that they've played recently has been, like, stellar. Because, again, they had a, the weird game against Ottawa. And then they had the bad game against Montreal um, that they still ended up winning. But for the most part, you know, hopefully they continue on their ways of, like, putting pucks on net, getting shot attempts and stuff, and all of that. Things moving in the right direction. And just hopefully they don't allow five goals a game going forward. And they have a shot. That's not a trend that I appreciate. And it's funny that they, like, by the grace of Jonathan Quick, did they win that uh, Montreal game. Yeah. He was spectacular. He made 44, 45 saves. Like, come on. And and not just, like, you know, your normal run-of-the-mill saves. There were multiple, like, saves of the game. Like, there was a saves of the game, like, montage with him <laughs> either, like, really fast with his paddle or doing the splits, like, left, right, and center. And it was just, he was, you know, really keeping it together for the Kings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and unfortunately he just didn't come up huge for them tonight, but now they've got some days off. Hopefully they get their minds right, really go out and you know, get some wins on this road trip, I think. Um, okay, so I do want to talk a little bit more about Dustin Brown. He got a point in the game tonight, so he has 10 points in 33 games, which makes him on pace for about 24, 25 points-ish, um, which would be his lowest season total of his career, Prior to this season, his lowest have been the last couple seasons where he had a total of 27 points. Um, Not good. 
<laughs> for Dustin Brown. I hope it turns around. I hope he at least finishes above his his worst. I don't want him to get lower, especially with all the work that he put in this, this summer and like how he's still hustling. It's just very strange, I think, how you know he's even getting shots through, I think, a lot of times, and they just don't go in the net for him. Um, but it does mean that people are still talking about like what to do with Dustin Brown. Um, and we talked a little bit about Mayor's Manor writing a post and including a line about how Andre Kopitar would be the captain of the LA Kings next year. And he wrote a follow-up-ish kind of that just focused more on Dustin Brown. And it was an opinion piece. It wasn't like he heard this for sure or anything. But he introduced some ideas. What he did say was he hasn't heard any rumors that the Kings are looking to trade Dustin Brown now, which is which is nice. I think he, yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> let him have his season. Um, he was saying that the Kings make any moves, they'll be smaller. There might be some prospect involves, which like makes me roll my eyes for a whole different reason. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but an idea that was floated in his article that I actually thought was really interesting is we know that the NHL is trying to expand mostly to Vegas, possibly also to Quebec City, but. That is not being pushed as hard. Um, but the idea that if an expansion draft happens, Dustin Brown just it becomes one of the players that the Kings don't protect, and then potentially his contract and stuff gets taken away that way. What do you think of that? I don't like it, but <laughs> I could definitely see that happening. You know, if if that comes to pass, I of the people that the Kings have on their team that they need to protect, I don't think Dustin Brown's going to be one of them. Yeah. But I wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah, I, I still don't want to see Dustin Brown go. I would much prefer if he started scoring again. I think he's going to have a big February. I don't know why. I just feel like he's going to have a big February. I would love that. Please do. <laughs> I want Dustin Brown to inexplicably score a hat trick in a game. <laughs> just no one's expecting it. That's what I want. Against, like, the Blackhawks. Sure. Or, like, the, or like the Stars who... I feel like every time I look at a final like box score with a game with the Stars, they've scored something like six goals. What is yeah, they score happening a lot. over there? <laughs> they score a lot. <laughs> they have a lot of, you know, offensive talent, and they use it, and it works for them. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> they Okay, so I am looking that up now. Um, goals four for them right now is 123. That's insane. Number two is the Canadians, and they have 104. That's why. <laughs> why? I don't know how that happens. I just that's don't ridiculous. understand how that's possible for a team. I never will know either because I cheer for the Los Angeles Kings and watch their games. <laughs> yeah, the the Kings are at 82. Uh, well, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> have fun. They seem to be. <laughs> Okay, can I just... Okay, one more thing. So the Ducks are at the bottom of the league for this. The Stars have scored twice as many goals, plus one, as the Anaheim Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks have scored 61 goals. Sad for the Ducks. (laughs) It makes me so happy. What is going on with that team? I just don't understand. Oh, it's great. Anyways, continue. Well, quickly, what do you think is more likely, that the Ducks suddenly score more goals, that they pick up their pace, or that the Stars... Whatever whatever your second option is. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I don't think it's going to be the first one. <laughs> I'm not even going to let you finish. <laughs> I was going to say that the Stars start scoring less, but I think it's fair. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. Finally, all of that 
it's like all of the luck that the ducks had finally vanished <laughs> and it's just everything is happening right now everything is balancing out in this season <laughs> but it's sad it's like happening to a whole new roster of people i know it's so you know crazy. it's like it's like when when they were on top their pda was like through the roof <laughs> and so everyone was like dude that's totally a team that i want to go to like Let's make changes. Let's and by people I mean everyone on the Canucks apparently. We're right. like, hey, let's yeah. go to Anaheim and then here they are and it's like, Oh, I'm gonna get injured now and I'm not gonna be able to score any goals and yeah. it's like a weird twilight zone of something gone wrong. I mean I guess the moral of this story is don't trade for Canucks players. <laughs> Never. Honestly. Okay, but back to Dustin Brown. What I was going to say about him is I don't want to see him go either, and it makes me really sad to think about him going, but I was thinking an advantage because I think I have stated on my podcast that my real end game with Dustin Brown is that eventually he comes and works in the Kings front office in some capacity. And if he goes to Las Vegas, he is not on the Kings cap. You know, contract is gone, but he's not so far that he can't come, that his family, you know, can't stay in Los Angeles because that's where they're based at this moment. They can stay based in Los Angeles. He can come see them frequently. And then, then my dream can still come true of him still having intense ties to the Los Angeles city and franchise. Uh-huh. And then he can be, come work for the Kings at some point later in his career. I like how you're like, I don't know if I've ever said this. You literally said this last week. Did I like, really? That I'm like 90% sure you did. <laughs> okay. I don't, yeah, I just don't know if I, I have ever specifically <laughs> mentioned that my, my goals for him are not like player related, even though that sounds terrible. I want Dustin Brown to have a great player career still, but if he can't, I just want him to come work for the Kings franchise in the future. I mean, come on. He's had a pretty good career so far. You True. Know, he's won two Stanley Cups. First Los Angeles Kings to raise, King to raise the Stanley Cup. Like, he's doing all right. Yeah. Captain, totally cool. Um, so it's fine if you don't have any more, like, player-related goals for him. I mean, um, fine for us. Of, like, far, far. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. so we're being, we're being very selfish about <laughs> If he has to go anywhere, I'm like, okay, Vegas, I can deal with. So, you know, hopefully that happens. <laughs> Hopefully, like mentally thinking, (laughs) mentally thinking of the drive. Like, okay, well, when I drive, it's like this long, so it wouldn't be too bad for him. He could just fly, and you know, he can visit his family all the time. It's it's the perfect setup. So I (laughs) I will actually give props to John Hoven for it. (laughs) What a great idea! I hope it happens. If Dustin Brown has to go, yeah, that'd be that'd be okay i guess yes if he had to go i think that's pretty much it i don't have a whole lot to say about the kings right now like it sucks that they're losing hopefully they stop losing christmas is coming up hopefully they're rested i don't know what else to say about this team i we've just been so like jazzed on them that now that it's kind of uh there's some shakiness we're just like ugh, i don't know <laughs> right yeah i mean and for the most part i'm still optimistic so yeah what can you do um here's a fun random game of all of the opponents that they are playing through the end of December. Who is your favorite player on the opposing team? Oh my god. Sean Monahan. Oh nice. That's a good choice. I don't know why. I just like him and he's like a he's a good player, but he also just looks super dopey and <laughs> true. I find that charming <laughs> in a person. <laughs> Do you have any favorite players on the other teams? I just realized I was trying to think about my answers. I'm I'm literally looking up the Coyotes roster right now. <laughs> Fair. Okay. I will, in the meantime, say that for the Flames, for me, it is probably a tie between Sean Monaghan and Johnny Gaudreau. 
Uh, it would have been solely Sean Monahan, but I just adore Johnny Gaudreau now. He's so good. He has 102 <laughs> points in 115 games. So amazing. Um, let's see points. here. Uh, he, yeah, he's great. Um, I'm glad that he's doing well. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and and that he's on a team that's not terrible. Like not yeah. well, they're not great right now, but they're not, not good. Super, but... <laughs> they're not super terrible, so that it's just like useless or pointless kind of. Right, right. Yeah. Um, for the Coyotes, I'm gonna have to say I've always really liked Oliver Ekman Larson. Oh, that's fair. Um, yeah, I'll I'll choose him. I was gonna say Connor Murphy, but he's new. I'll like him later. I'm I'm gonna s- stick with uh, Ekman Larson. I mean, of their new guys, I am as charmed by Max Domi as anybody. Um, of guys who've been there, I I was thinking Ekman Larson or um, Bodker. Is he the other one that always inexplicably does well? Yeah. <laughs> um, so him, maybe. Uh, for the Canucks, I have no friggin' idea who my favorite player would be. I know. Adam Cracknell. Oh, right. Bad Ice Guy's Adam Cracknell. He's on this team, and <laughs> I don't need to look at anyone else's name. Oh, no, wait. I do know, and it's Rad M. Verbata. <laughs> I, I just saw that, so I'm like, yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah. That's maybe Brandon, Brandon Sutter. He's hurt. He's like barely a Canuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Fine. There are many. There are many people that are barely Canucks because they're injured. There's, they've got like Fair. five people on injured reserve right now. Uh, okay. Favorite Oiler. I, I like want to look up the roster because I don't want to leave anyone out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like that, I'm totally just like blanking on someone. Mine is Taylor Hall. I already know. It is my I... dream <laughs> to see Taylor Hall play in the playoffs just once. Please, just one time. He's so good. He'll play in the playoffs. And he needs to be in the playoffs. He'll play in the playoffs when he leaves the Oilers. When he's on a different team. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry. Yeah. There's there's still time for him, but it's just probably not going to be on the Oilers. When he randomly um, becomes an LA King. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's actually what I thought you were going to say, that it's been <laughs> your dream for him to be a king, which it's our dream for everyone to be a king. But. I mean, the Kings seem to perpetually be in need of a left wing, so yeah. if they can manage to make that work somehow, I'm down for it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with uh, Jordan Everly. Fair, good choice. I like, I like him. Good job, us for not being total posers and just picking Connor McDavid. <laughs> I, I, whatever. Like, I, he's gonna be good, but he's never gonna be. I don't think he's ever gonna be my favorite player on that team as long as Jordan Everly's there. I don't That's know why. Fine. I just really like Jordan Everly. <laughs> I mean, I think he was, like, involved in... I mean, but I feel like this happens every season with the Oilers. It's like they need to trade some of their top guys and their key pieces or part of their core, and then they never do. So, I don't know. He, but I know Jordan Everly's name was thrown around a little bit. He's another person that looks kind of dopey. Obviously, that is just my, like, wheelhouse in terms of players that I like. Like, in relation to <laughs> them being good player, is them just looking kind of dumb. I don't know. Not dumb. That, that's, yeah, that yeah. feels kind weird of to goofy. say. I don't mean that, but kind of goofy. There, that's yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I, that's a good way to be, I think. I mean, I mean, I love Tyler Toffoli, and he looks like a silly muffin, so. so. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> he only ever looks like baked goods. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Different pastries. I'm going to start on Instagram that's just pastries that look like Tyler Toffoli. <laughs> that's going to be my new project. <laughs> Please do, because, okay, 
someone's going to be delivering us a pie tomorrow, and um, it's a lemon meringue pie. Oh, and I have perfect. a feeling that some of the top of that could look like Tyler Toffoli. So perfect. I'm, like, trying to remind myself <laughs> to um, take a picture, like, before anyone cuts into it. It's like, does any part of this topping look like Tyler Toffoli? Amazing. We've already got our first post for the Instagram. <laughs> well, okay, I feel like we gotta, we're going to cut the podcast kind of short this week. Um, and I think that's the best place to end it. Yeah. Um, Pacey's that look like Tyler Toffoli. Uh, hopefully he keeps scoring goals. Hopefully the Kings win some games. Um, I hope you hopefully have Hopefully really... they score some uh, power play goals. That's what yes, I want. Yes, power play goals. We want some of those. No bad penalties in the third period. None of those. Um, Diane, I hope you have a really good Christmas. I hope you have an excellent Christmas as well. Thanks. And also thanks to everybody who listens to these. Have great holidays, Christmas if you celebrate it, Hanukkah people. I hope you have enjoyed that and whatnot, all of the things that happen at this time of the year. Uh, you guys know where to find us. Twitter, thanks bud, THXBUD. Facebook, thanks bud, THXBUD. Chirp at thanks bud is the email. Feel free to send us stuff all the time. Um, and until then, until we talk to you next week after Christmas has ended and whatnot and the Kings are back on the road, please take care of yourselves, be good to each other, and we'll catch you later, friends. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.